Hi, I'm John Schmidt, the senior pastor of Centerpoint Fellowship, and we're doing something different today. Thanks to Hurricane Nate, we were unable to worship together, but we are able to send the morning, a morning message and hopefully a message of good encouragement out to you. We've been going through a series entitled Thrive, and so I've put together a message entitled Thriving in Dark Times. If you have internet access, which you do if you're watching this, and you have access to a printer, if the power's not going off, hasn't gone off yet or anything, um, you'll be able to print a word copy of my outline, and you can pause the video right now and uh, go and download that, and you can follow along with the notes if you think that would help. But I want to encourage you today, and I want to remind us of a few things, that Jesus came to give us abundant life so we can thrive. In fact, in John 10.10, he said, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. Well, does that only work in the good times? Mm -mm. In fact, the Bible tells us that we can thrive even in the dark times. And today, I'd like to give you uh, four ways or four reasons that can happen. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, I pray that today you would remind us of four solid reasons uh, that give us hope that we can thrive even in the dark times. Father, some of the people who are listening to the sound of my voice, it is raining outside their house right now, and the wind is blowing hard. Other people, Lord, they may hear this video uh, six months from now, but they're going through a really dark time at their job. Lord, some of us have felt like our whole nation's going through a dark time. We live in a time of violence, and senseless violence, and brutal uh, mass shootings. And so, Lord, we're going to need your guidance, and we're going to need you to remind us today of some wonderful, wonderful truths from your word. We thank you for your word. It's our guide in all matters of faith and practice. And today, Lord, I pray that you will speak and move me out of the way and just remind us again how we can thrive in dark times. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, I'd remind us today that through a relationship with Jesus, uh, we can thrive even in dark times. Here's the first reason. We can thrive in dark times because Jesus is always with us. Always. In fact, uh, in Matthew 28, when he was giving his disciples the Great Commission, he told them to go make disciples of the whole world and teach those disciples everything that he had taught them. And he said, be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus is always with us. Now, this is important because we're going to go through things in our life that are terrifying and frightening. Isaiah 41.10 reminds us of the same sort of promise in the Old Testament. The Lord gave his people this. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. I love that verse. There's a, lot of, there's a fond memory attached to that. Uh, sometime when our boys were small, I remember uh, in the middle of the night, I'd find somebody shaking me or pulling on my shirt, Dad, Dad. And I realized one of my sons was standing right next to our bed, uh, and they'd wake me up, and I'd go, what is it? And they'd go, I had a bad dream, and I'm scared. And so uh, I'd go with them back to their room, and I'd sit on the edge of the bed, and I'd read them that promise from Isaiah 41.10 that God would be there right with them, and his right, righteous right hand would protect them and strengthen them. And then we'd pray together that God would give us courage so we wouldn't be afraid. And then I'd always ask them, are you okay now? And they'd say, well, can you stay with me till I go to sleep? Because if you're here, I'm not scared. And I'd stay with them a little while, and I'd pray for them. Pretty soon they'd go to sleep. Because if their father was with them, then they weren't afraid of anything. 
Jesus wants us to remember the same thing when we go through dark times. He's always with us. His righteous right hand is there to hold us up. David knew this, and that's why in Psalm 23, 4, he wrote these words, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Jesus is always with us. And when we remember that, well, that changes our perspective on things. I mean, then our circumstances don't determine our joy because we're not anxious and afraid or upset and angry. When Paul and Silas were proclaiming the gospel in the city of Philippi, they were arrested. In fact, it says in Acts 16 that the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten and then they were thrown into prison. And the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. I remember the first time I read that, I couldn't believe it. These guys were out proclaiming the name of Jesus, and they were arrested. And not just arrested, but beaten, thrown into the innermost part of the dungeon, their feet in stocks. And instead of grumbling and complaining, or instead of fretting and crying, they started to sing. And in the margin of uh, an old copy of the Bible that I have, I had, a, I had asked somebody when I was in one of my first Bible studies, I'd asked them, hey, how do you explain that? And he said, oh, well, because worship is a great antidote for anxiety. And that's what it says in the margin. Worship is a great antidote for anxiety. You know, the next time I'm worried and afraid, it's good to remind myself that Jesus is always with me. And a great way to do that is just to sing. I mean, it's one thing to sing when things are going well. It's another thing to remind ourselves of this truth by bringing a song to our lips when things are going poorly and we're in the middle of dark times. A song that I sing to myself many times when things are good as well as when times are bad is simply this. It's a simple little chorus. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. And I know many of you have heard that many times. But have you ever tried singing it right in the teeth of a time when you're afraid, right in the middle of a circumstance that has you worried or that looks like it has no solution? Try it the next time. You'll be amazed. You could try it today, even, in, even if you're watching this in the midst of a storm. Because if you're able to watch this video in your home, you're able to sing in your home, you're able to worship in your home, and you'll be amazed at how much a simple little song like that can lift your spirits. I know how much it helps me because it reminds me that Jesus is always with me. The other thing I'd remind us of today is this, that God is always more ready to listen than we are to pray. In Romans 8, Paul says, The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. That is such good news to me. What that means is when I'm in a dark place, when I'm worried and afraid, I can turn to Jesus right there. He's always with me. Well, what do I pray? I don't know what to pray. The Bible says, Paul says, if we just come to him, even if we can't express it, if we just sit in his presence and say, Lord, you know what's going on. You know how heavy my heart is. You know how afraid I am. Please hear my prayer. Please translate the anxious thoughts in my heart into a prayer, Lord, because I don't even know how to put it into words. And Paul says the Holy Spirit will do it. God is always more ready to listen than we are to pray. Are you afraid today? 
Bring your problems to Jesus. You don't even have to use the right words. Just come to him and say, God, I need your help. And he'll hear your prayer. So first of all, I want to remind us to thrive in dark times. We can do that because Jesus is always with us. Another reason we can thrive in dark times is because we have each other. We do. We're not alone. I mean, that's the wonderful thing about being a part of a church. You have brothers and sisters in Christ who can have your back. Solomon said this, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone, they're in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer, and three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. One of the big reasons that Christians can thrive in dark times is because we're not alone. Jesus is always with us, and we have each other. I cannot tell you how much it means to me. I have people who, I had somebody write me just recently, said, you need to know this, I pray for you every week. They sent me an email about that. That means the world to me. I also have a friend, Alan Bailey. He's my accountability partner. We meet together every week. And in the middle of the week, we'll call each other when we have a big problem we don't know how to solve or we have a worry or we have a concern. Maybe it's about one of our kids or a concern about the future. Or we just are feeling down. Man, it makes all the difference in the world to have a friend who will just check on me. How you doing? And who will stop and pray for me. Do you know that um, James 5.16 says the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results? That's right after the section where James says, hey, pray for each other. And that chapter even tells, says if you're sick, get the elders of the church to come pray over you and ask God to heal you. Ask them to have God heal you. We do that here at this church, and we love it. As leaders of the church, we can go out and lay our hands on people and pray for them in the name of Jesus. So today, if you're going through a dark time, I want to remind you that not only is Jesus always with us, so are our brothers and sisters in Christ. One final verse on that. Uh, Galatians 6.2 says, We're supposed to share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. God loves it when we work together and help each other. When we do like Solomon said, have each other's back. That's how we thrive in dark times. A third way we can thrive in the middle of dark times is, or a third reason we can thrive in dark times is because this world is not, this world is not our home. It's not. Writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 13, 14, this world is not our permanent home. We're looking forward to a home that is yet to come. Jesus had just told his disciples in John 14, that he was going to die soon, that he would be crucified. He'd rise from the dead, ascend into heaven, and he would be uh, leaving them. And the disciples were deeply troubled. They thought they were going through a dark time, and the crucifixion was indeed that. But Jesus told them this, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There's more than enough room in my Father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything's ready, I'll come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. See, as Christians, when we're going through a hard time, we don't just value, we don't just evaluate our life based on the 40, 60, 80 years, whatever God has given us to live in this world. 
we know that through Christ, our life will go on for eternity in heaven. So even if we struggle for a year, even if we struggle for 10 years or 20 years in this life, what's 20 years compared to eternity? What's 20 years compared to 10 trillion billion? That changes our perspective. And that's why people who are going through a terminal illness, who know Christ, can have great joy. That's why people who might lose everything in a storm can still rejoice. That's why people, even though we live in a culture that seems bent toward darkness, and there's so much violence, we can still have hope because we know that Jesus is the answer and that this world won't last forever, but our heavenly home will. And through Christ, we can have a different perspective. So even in the midst of disappointment, even in the midst of a hurricane, even in the midst of just all kinds of things that seem to be going wrong, we can thrive because this world is not our home. Now, one final point I'll make today is this. We can thrive in dark times because dark times provide opportunities. They provide opportunities to shine like a bright light. I shared with you a little a few minutes ago about um, Paul and Silas being in the dungeon and singing. Well, there's more to that story, and here's how it ends. While they were singing, there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open, and he assumed that the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, Stop, don't kill yourself. We're all here. And the jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved, along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with them and all who lived in the household. And the story in Acts 16 goes on to tell us that they were all baptized. You know what's so amazing? When Paul and Silas were singing there in the dungeon, they were shining like bright lights in the deepest, darkest part of the jail. All the other prisoners were listening. The jailer was listening. And he and his whole family came to Christ because they saw the joy of Jesus, who was right there with them when they were together. And they were singing because they knew the world wasn't their home. They saw it as an opportunity to shine brightly. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, well, yeah, John, I mean, Paul and Silas, I mean, Paul was the greatest missionary ever, and, you know, but I'm not Billy Graham. I can't, I can't speak that well. I don't know that much. I can't be much used to Jesus. Well, listen how Paul, uh, Paul spoke about that too, and listen to what he said about that. In 2 Corinthians 4, he said, For God who said, Let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves, we're like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Paul says we're nothing fancy, but God's light shines out through us. Went out to my car tonight um, as we were uh, preparing this, or we were preparing this video, uh, and one of the things I do is I carry a flashlight in the glove compartment. This is a simple little flashlight. In fact, uh, if you hear that noise, that's how uh, the batteries are charged. Keep squeezing it. The battery gives enough uh, 
the battery inside is recharged, I guess, by a simple little generator. Well, you won't sneak up on anybody carrying this. But what's great is if you pump it for a while, uh, you can actually get a few minutes of light. And you say, well, John, that isn't very bright. Well, let me tell you something. I would love to have this with me when I'm in the middle of pitch black darkness. Because even though it's not very bright, it's a whole lot brighter than the darkness. You know, Jesus wants us to shine out like just a simple light. In a world that's full of all kinds of darkness, if we can speak the truth, if we can share love, who knows how much light we can give? Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You're like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Our culture needs the love that's found in Jesus more than ever. What changes hearts? Love. The gospel. Jesus. And people will see that in you and me. When we live out our faith, they'll really see it in dark times when we're not afraid. And they ask, how come you're not afraid? I'm not afraid because Jesus is always with me. They'll see it when they see us meeting with people. Why do you meet with them? Oh, well, we encourage each other. That's one of the ways I make it through hard times. Uh, This person helped me in my hard time, and now I'm helping them. You can join our fellowship, and then we can all help each other. We'll be even stronger. We can be a bright light in the world when we remind people the world's not our home. And when tragedy happens, if we can share with people uh, a reason for the hope we have. It's dark times that provide these opportunities for us to shine. We don't have to be a Q-beam. We just have to be a simple little light and shine the hope of Jesus where we can. Our world is desperate for it. So today, even though we couldn't be together, even though there's a hurricane going on, the good news is that Jesus is always with us, and I hope you've been encouraged today. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, I thank you that we could uh, study your word together for just a few minutes. I thank you for the good news that you're always with us. I thank you, Lord, that we have each other and we can encourage each other. And I pray that after the storm blows through, we will. And Father, I ask that you would often remind us that this world is not our home and we wouldn't get too attached to the things here. I pray that you remind us to sing, not just in the good times, but especially in the times when we're afraid. Worship is such a great antidote for anxiety. And Father, I pray that even in the dark times, Lord, you'd remind us that's the time we can shine out the brightest if we just are faithful to you. Lord, thanks for hearing our prayers today. Thanks for being with us today. And uh, we ask that, Lord, you would convince us of these things so we can shine brightly, even in dark times. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.